yeah, I, I guess just, you know, I, th I think we're all um, as a team excited to, to get back and, and have a chance to play. Um, obviously, um, a lot of things that we're, we're trying to understand and, and, you know, the season's going to be full of challenges in that sense, but um, our kind of our overarching um, thought right now is I think guys are really looking forward to getting back on the court. Um, we've got a foundation of players that, you know, that we know um, that we're excited about and obviously adding a couple guys in particular, um, Derek, um, you know, and I, I can talk about more. I'm sure someone will ask that question, but you know, the, the bottom line is we're looking forward to playing um, in spite of all the challenges that, that exist. Great. Okay. We'll go ahead and get started now then. Um, we'll have our first question from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Q, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Good. Uh, yeah. You, so you kind of referenced this a little bit, just um, given that it is kind of a shorter run up to the season and given that, you know, it's, it's potentially a compacted schedule and you don't even know the full schedule yet. Uh, how does that kind of impact your ability to kind of plan and, and does bringing back a similar group to what you had last year help with that? Um, well, first, the second part of the question, I think it does, Eric. Um, you know, anytime you have continuity, um, you're able to focus on different things. Um, you know, I'm not sure that's an advantage that just puts us over the top in and of itself, but it's certainly something, particularly under the circumstances that um, that we feel good about. You know, we have a common language that we speak, um, you know, as far as guys that have been here and just that, that level of understanding. As far as the preparation goes, you know, the, the thing that, that I've kind of tried to connect it to early on has been, you know, what we faced in Orlando, where we had the same type of uncertainty um, regarding the schedule, the format and all those things. Um, so I think part of it, is, you know, I feel this generally um, about coaching that, you know, being able to adapt is, is something that's, you know, important um, all the time. And in this situation, uh, even more important because there's going to be things that are thrown at us constantly that you can't always predict. Um, you know, I think one of the things that the reason you plan is to have a, a foundation to adjust from. And I, I think that's, um, that's where we are. And not just for myself and the coaching staff, but I think also, you know, our players understanding that the, the, the key thing is going to be whatever the adversity you face, you know, however it's cloaked um, to be able to, you know, to look at it and try to focus forward. Okay, next question will come from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, coach, it's good to see you via Zoom, hopefully in mm -hmm. person one day soon. Um, uh, you know, adding uh, on what you just were talking about, Justin Zanuck did talk about the familiarity aspect. I think you're muted, Kristen. Yeah, Kristen, we can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, well, you talked about a little bit about the familiarity. I know Justin Zanuck talked about that as well as a benefit given all of these the uncertain times. With that, Derek Favors, adds that connectivity to the group. The guys love him. Donovan's mm -hmm. always been, still been close with him throughout the years. Can you just speak about that 
um, addition and just bringing him back and how good that is going to be for you guys in this group, knowing that you're facing challenging times ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, two things. One, you know, just the person that Derek is, um, you know, I can, I have this picture of Donovan pouring water on his head after a game. Um, you know, that was in some ways, you, know, you Derek lets you have windows into, um, from an emotional standpoint, you know, he's pretty steady and, and you get these, um, these moments where you can appreciate who he is on a, on an even deeper personal level. Um, I feel lucky that I got to do that for, you know, five years and, you know, we certainly missed him last year, um, but we're not just bringing him back because he's a good guy. <laughs> he's, he's a really good player. And I think, you know, part, part of, you know, I think part of the reason that Fave and I, um, and this is true of, you know, his, his teammates too, that you, you become close with someone is, is you trust them. And so I think the fact that, you know, we've always been really transparent um, and not just talking about me with him, but, but him with me. I mean, I, there's countless times where, you know, you feel like you want to explain something to him and he just says, coach, I got you, you know, and that makes you even more um, appreciative of who he is. Um, so we're excited to have him back. He, he helps us in a number of ways, whether it's, um, you know, similar to some of the things he did for us. The last, it hasn't been that long, I guess, you know, so um whether it be backing up Rudy at the five, um, playing with Rudy um, in matchup situations, I think the expectation um, for us is that he'll be faith. And we know what that is. And um, we know how valuable he's been here and, and is for our team, whether it be on the court or the locker room. Next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Quinn, uh, when we were talking to Fave the other day, he had mentioned that uh, that you're his favorite coach uh, and that you're a you're a player's coach is how he described it. So what I'm wondering is, from your perspective, what does that mean? And I don't know, maybe what what is not a player's coach? <laughs> that Well, first of all, it's, you know, anytime you hear that from a player, it's flattering. Um, you know, for Derek to say that about me, you know, it, it, it just makes you feel really good. And really, in a lot of ways, I think after we sign him, um, you're reminded um, as a coach of, of really why you do this, you know, to have a chance to, you know, to go through the good and the bad times with someone that you rely on and trust. And um, that's, that's a special part of the job. And I think it's unique to team sports. Um, as far as being a player's coach, he could just be buttering me up. I don't, I got to think about that for what he, um, no, I, I referenced it earlier. You know, the thing that I guess I would say um, is the communication with, with guys. I, th I think no matter what you're, sometimes you're saying things that, you know, are hard to hear. Sometimes you're wrong, you know, and you find out later, but I think being able to, to be real with each other. Um, and I, I guess it's kind of a, a philosophical question on some level. They, I think being willing to, to see the best in your players um, and to try to empower them, um, you know, to be, to be willing to make mistakes. Um, 
uh, and to see, try to see things in them that can help them get better and grow. And usually when you're able to do that, you know, guys reward you and reward that confidence you have in him. And um, with respect to Derek, I've always, I've always had that. Okay, next question will be uh, from Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Quinn, um, you alluded to this, but I'm wondering with most of the roster being back and Derek returning, is it nicer as a coach to not have to build the personal connection before a season? Um, yeah, I, it, it certainly allows you um, the opportunity to, to, to have that trust. Um, I, I think lets you move further, you know, quicker. Um, so that if there, you know, we're, we're any season, this one in particular, even if we have, you know, some of the same guys, there's always, there's always adjustments that you want to make. We made them from the regular season to, you know, to Orlando in the bubble, and we'll make some more as you're, you're learning about your team and how guys, you know, interact. We, we didn't have Boyan, um, Mike, JC, you know, those guys weren't together the whole year. Um, so always trying to figure out how to maximize um, your players. And, and, but like in Mike's case, for me to get to know him, um, you just can't rush that. You're going to have to, it takes time. So um, Jordan doing that, you know, in a six month period, you know, Boyan, you know, first year. So to your point, um, you know, I, I think those guys, you, you have a, you have an understanding of one another. And I think it allows you to rely on them even more. Um, you know, that players can always teach you and having that, you know, those relationships, um, you know, it makes it easier for, for both players and coaches. And I think it lets you adapt even more. And um, there's that belief that you have in each other. Next question, uh, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Hey, Coach, uh, you didn't have Boyan in the bubble, uh, obviously. Um, but what does it mean getting him back and, you know, his secondary scoring, his the spacing that he provides, the gravity to, that he provides, and, and you know, the, the three-point shoot on, shooting on volume shooting, and how does that relate to, to Donovan as Donovan took a step in the, in the bubble and he looks to take another step this year? Well, first of all, Tony, I, I'm still trying to figure out what gravity is. So you're ahead of me on that one with, with, uh, with Boyan. The, uh, you're going to be our new analytics guy. The, um, to, to your point, um, you know, Boyan's ability to space, um, you know, Joe, Mike, we've got a lot of guys that, that can do that. Rudy's vertical spacing, I think, allows Boyan, um, you know, opportunities. Um, then, you know, his ability to shoot off screens, his ability to, you know, we're going to try to use him on the post more this year. Um, I think that's an area where if you look at through the season um, where he can even be more effective. We had him in some isolation situations, you know, at the nail um, in the, you know, the middle of the free throw line. So he, he can score a lot of different ways. And to your point, he impacts other guys' ability to score too. So that, um, you know, particularly, you know, Donovan in pick and roll or, Donovan in an isolation situation, it's, it's, you know, and, and with his height too, you know, sometimes bigger guys, you feel like they're, you're guard, they're guarded and they're not because they can just shoot over you. And, and I think you saw that particularly um, with the amount of big shots that he hit, because, you know, being willing to take big shots 
and uh, he enjoys those moments. Uh, so having him back um, will be great. We had him virtually in the bubble. Derek, uh, he's not on the call, but Madeline knows this. Derek had like a poster of Boyan on every one of our elevators, um, on the elevator doors when we'd get off our floor. So we were constantly saying hi to him. So it's, it's good to be able to say hi to him, you know, in the flesh. All right, next question will come from Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. Uh, you've you've yeah. had a lot of multiple staff changes this offseason. Um, just wondering if you can kind of talk about those and in particular the new guys and kind of what strengths they bring to your yeah. No, great. Um, you know, there. I guess there hasn't been really opportunity to comment generally on the staff. Uh, the, the, you know, really, it's something that I think, you know, I, I feel, you know, amount of pride in, you know, as I think the other guys on our staff do as well, you know, as, you know, dating back to a couple years ago when Igor got the head job in Phoenix. Um, you know, Johnny had been with the Jazz um, for a year before I got here and to see him, you know, take a job as the associate head coach you know, of the Knicks. Um, it's always it's 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 bittersweet because you miss those guys. They do such a great job. Um, but I think they've all made each other. Zach, for instance, you know, some of you may know Zach, you know, when Zach was in college at Texas, he was a, like, I wouldn't call it an intern. He was a volunteer coach. And eventually I started trying to take him on the road and he had to change his class schedule because he had, to, he couldn't take uh, his classes during the day because of practice. And then, then he just missed class. So, um, to see him, you know, come here when he was from Orlando, what, six, five years ago, um, and then to get an opportunity, you know, on the bench in Dallas, you know, just says a lot about the job he's done. And um, our assistants are respected in the league. Um, and that's something, you know, Sagan Ajop, um, you know, is kind of just beginning his career um, and has an opportunity to go to Houston um, in a role, um, you, you, you want guys to grow and as difficult as it is sometimes to have those changes, you know, I've known Tony Lang since he was 19 um, and he's the head assistant now in Cleveland. And he was the second guy that I hired when I got here behind Lamar Skeeter, who was the video coordinator in Atlanta. Um, and I would anticipate, you know, Lamar having an opportunity, you know, Alex having opportunities, you know, every situation is different, but um, we have a wall in our office where we put pictures of, you know, they're like still shots of coaches with players. And uh, it's fun to walk by and, and see those guys and know um, not only how much they've given to, to our program. And, you know, they, those are the guys that have laid the bricks um, for what we're building from a foundation. So to see them have a chance to, um, to move forward with their careers is, is you know, is, is rewarding. Um, as far as, you know, when you, when you have, to me with the staff, it's never kind of one-to-one, -one. you know, it's, you're putting together a team and, you know, Dell Demps, um, who we hired, Dell was the, for some of you that know, De you know, Dell was the, the general manager, vice president of basketball operations in, in New Orleans. And we used to go have coffee when I would come, when I was an assistant and come on the road and we'd go have coffee because we had coffee for three straight years before our D league games, when he was the general manager, we'd go to, we'd go to a Starbucks across the street from the Austin convention center. 
and uh, hang out and drink coffee. So I always knew Dell wanted to coach, and I think he brings he brings a unique skill set. You know, I, I don't. I think Otis Thorpe was the only other um, GM, as I recall, that went from that role into a coaching role. He went to Detroit and coached their D League team there. So the decision that Dell's made to come here um, says a lot about his passion for coaching. And uh, I tease him all the time. It's what he wanted to do anyway. And now he gets to do it um, with us. Uh, and then, you know, Keon Dooling, just another guy that I'm, I'm really excited to have. Um, Keon played for me at Missouri before, you know, he went to the NBA, had a 13 year, I think, career in the NBA, you know, was a leader in every, in every team he was on and has been working you know, with the Players Association, he's got a really unique experience, not just from the league, but I think on a personal level, which is, is an asset. Um, and then Sergi Oliva, um, who was in Philadelphia, he actually did a fair amount of coaching um, back in Catalonia with, uh, albeit with, you know, young guys, you know. Um, so another situation with someone that has a unique skill set, um, you know, was in the front office in Philadelphia, um, helped build their analytics program, all the strategic analysis that goes into that. So, you know, he's he's teaching me as we go. Um, you know, all, all those guys, and, and Keon and Dell in particular, um, you know, I have a history with too. So there's, that that's a really important part of building a staff. And sometimes you have to develop those things and sometimes they're ready-made. Um, but I think just seeing our, how our staff interacts, like I said, it, change is always hard, but it can also be something that um, that's beneficial at times too. And um, I'm, I'm really thrilled about those guys being here. And I'm equally excited for, you know, Igor, Tony, Johnny, Zach, Ghana. I mean, it's, it's pretty fun to see guys you know, have success, particularly when you know that they're such a big part of the success that we've had. Okay, next up will be David James, KUTV. Uh, I was curious uh, what, in this craziest of years, what kind of input you had into the um, draft process and what you know about those two guys and how they can add to the group over time. Yeah, you know, it, it, we, dur during the bubble, you know, not knowing where the draft was, when the draft was going to be for so long, you know, our focus um, was obviously Orlando and then we got back um, there's kind of a, a recharge period. Um, so our coaching, so we are Dennis and Justin and, and their group, you know, we, we, we come, we come in on the process, you know, at a certain point after a lot of the, you know, they, they've done a lot of the work. Um, and so having an opportunity to, you know, to see the guys that um, obviously not seeing them in person. So for us, maybe not that different. We didn't see them in workouts, but a lot of it's video work. Um, you know, and we have, you know, we, we, our input is, is I think useful. Um, certainly our primarily it's a level of trust that we have in Dennis and Justin and their group. Um, but as far as, you know, Doak goes, you know, having seen him play in college, you, you can, you can find a Kansas, Kansas game on TV. Um, so having a chance to watch him play and, and see the things he can do. I didn't, wasn't as familiar with Elijah um, initially because I, don't, I just don't watch as much college basketball, um, but having a chance to see him play, um, the, you know, he can really shoot it. Um, 
ability to put the ball on the floor and create a little bit, um, you know, and Doak, obviously we've had both those guys in the gym. So it's been fun to see even early stage, you know, how they've thrown themselves into the workouts. It, I think it's, it's really, we're asking a lot this year of rookies, you know, with a shortened um, preparation process, you, usually they get to come in have summer league, again, go through OTAs. You've got like three or four months for them to get comfortable. And so we're guys are getting thrown right in it. And uh, we're excited about both those guys and what they can do. And, um, also know it's a, it's going to be a process for him. Okay, Ben Anderson, kslsports.com. Quinn, along those lines, what is day one like with a rookie or, or Trent, or I know you get Jarrell back, but some of the Exhibit 10 guys, like what do you do day one to figure out what you have? Um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, Jarrell, um, Juwan, Mie, um, Nigel, those guys we're familiar with. Um, that said, it, you know, none of those guys have, have played extensive minutes in an NBA game. Um, they, they've all done really well in the G League. Juwan's probably, you know, the one that's obviously played a little bit more. Um, so th there's, a, there's a familiarity we have with them. Um, as we're going through this right now, as, as people potentially get diagnosed with COVID or have an injury or, you know, there's so many variables that we're trying to get everybody ready. Uh, those guys have a head start, um, but at the same time, you know, ha having Doak and Elijah in and getting them on the court with coaches, there's a there's a preparation process. It's almost like if you if you for the rookies that is, it, it's almost you know when we traded for Jordan in December, you know we have kind of a you know a packet of video and plays and more than anything terminology and you can't give it to them all at once. You know, you've got to kind of figure out a plan going forward. And uh, we've got less time for that now. Really the challenge is we're only allowed right now to have one coach and one player per court. Um, so that makes it a little more difficult, you know, whether putting up a few cones or, you know, suddenly our coaches are getting better workouts than they have um, in a while. So it's, it's, it, it is a challenge, but, you know, it's always great to have, you know, young players that are enthusiastic about getting better. Okay, we now have a question from Jace Frederick with Pioneer Press in Minnesota. Hey, Quinn, Tim Rose reporter hopping on to ask a Ricky Rubio question. Um, people question here whether he can fit alongside another league guard, but he did that really well with Donovan. Um, in what ways do you see him maybe help Donovan's development? And why, what is it about his skill set where he fits so well alongside lead scoring guards? Well, I think for one thing, he's just a selfless player, you know, so there isn't ever anything that you ask Ricky to do that he doesn't embrace. Um, and that, that makes him a great teammate. So when you start there, you know, no matter who you're playing with, you're going to have a positive impact. Um, I, I think his vision um, and his, you know, he enjoys making plays for other people. Um, and you see that, you know, in something as simple, you know, one of the things that he's great at is, is finding someone just off a of screening action, you know, where he's able to deliver a pass and, you know, it hits you in the hands at the right time. And those are things that he takes pride in that just makes it easier on other guys. Um, so, and then defensively, you know, he can, he can defend multiple positions. Like we used to always like, you'd almost want someone to try to post Ricky because 
he would fight you like crazy and half the time he'd steal the ball. So um, he's because of his size and his aggressiveness and his hands, you know, he compliments guys on the defensive end as well. So I, you know, his, his game, his, his mind, his heart, like it all lines up to making people around him better. Thanks Quinn. Yep. Okay. And um, we have a follow-up from Sarah Todd desert news. When you mentioned um, being able to say things to your players that are kind of difficult for them to hear sometimes, uh, and Donovan actually mentioned that a few days ago uh, with respect to Johnny and how he'd worked with him. And sometimes he would tell him like, that's a bad shot or something like that. Mm -hmm. Is that sort of philosophy, maybe a little bit of tough love or being able to get your players to take criticism in a good way? Uh, is that something that you've sort of spread out to the rest of your coaching staff or that you try to impart on them? Yeah, I, I think it, I think first of all, if, if players respect you um, as a coach, just that you've, you've put the time in, you know, watching them play, studying, um, you've vested time with them on the court, um, that it allows you, it allows them to hear the things that you're saying, even when they may be hard. So I, I think foundationally the relationships that, um, whether it be myself or, you know, as, as you mentioned, um, you know, with Johnny, that's, I think, true of, you know, Lamar's got that with Mike Conley. Um, you can, Alex has it with Rudy Gobert. Uh, you can, you can go down, down the line um, with the guys on our staff and the relationships. And that does allow, um, allow them to be coached. For me personally, I, I think, you know, that's something I really want to empower, you know, our assistants to do that. Um, but I think it's grounded in those relationships and the time that they spend with each other. And then the things that they're saying, you know, it's probably not the first time they've heard it. Um, and, and the last thing is, I, I think we're, we're lucky, you know, that you have a guy like Donovan, you know, I've coached Rudy harder than any superstar um, out there, you know, and, and I give him a hard time about that, that, you know, I'm lucky that he's willing to listen, you know, Donovan the same way. Um, I told Boyan, I said a couple things to Boyan and I caught myself and I was like, you know, maybe I went too far. And then I thought he'd played for coach Obradovich. So there's nothing I could say to him that he hadn't heard over in, uh, in Croatia or Serbia. So I, I feel lucky that the guys we have, um, really do listen. And the, the one thing that I, I, I think is important, you can say hard things, you can say things that are difficult. Um, but you try to say them with respect. You know, and I think when you're respectful, that doesn't mean you can't raise your voice every now and then. That doesn't mean a player, you know, Joe's, Joe's yelled at me probably more than I've yelled at him, at least in the last two years. He, he, he didn't yell at me when he first got here, but now he yells at me. So um, I think all that stuff's healthy. And, you know, sometimes, you know, everybody makes mistakes and, you know, for coaches and players to be able to, you know, own those too, I just think strengthens those relationships further.